Rule Church Podcast. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. He is honored and I get the glory. And by the way, it's even better because you see that building in Perryville, Arkansas? You see that one in Pachote, Mexico? Do you see that one in Tuxla Gutierrez down there in Chiapas? That building has my son's name on it. The church is not a democracy. It's a monarchy. Christ is king. You can't be Christian without a local church. You can't do anything better than to bend your knee and bow your heart, turn from your sin and repentance, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and join up with a good Bible-believing church and spend your life serving Jesus in a local, visible congregation. Welcome to the Rule Church Podcast. And you guys always know that when you hear my voice first, that's because Quattro is not with me, but I'm not flying solo today. Got with me on the podcast today, Brother Jim Ellis. Jim is an elder with Christ Fellowship of Kansas City, and he's also the president, yeah, Christian yeah. communicator worldwide. And so I'm just going to go and let Jim tell you a little bit about their church and about the ministry of Christian communicators worldwide, and then we're going to get into a discussion about itinerant ministry. So Jim, tell us about you, Eddie. Yeah, yeah, great to see you again. Yes, we, I'm all, I'm a pastor of a church, one of five elders in a church that's 20 years old this year. Wow. So it's, it's actually a network of house churches in the Kansas City Northland area. So we each pastor, we're equal pastors in these uh, five churches, but we need about two more immediately. We're just getting packed out. But um, so we've been doing that a good while. And, and that's been a huge joy. I mean, incredible experience and a very different experience than typical church life. And uh, though I'm involved heavily in all kinds of more traditional churches and spent much of my life in that vein, we don't think what we do is the only way. I just mm-hmm. want to say that, right? make that clear. But it's a choice we made. And then the other thing, which is not connected, but there are overlaps, obviously, uh, and benefits we have toward each other. But we have a separate ministry, and I've had this ministry now for 38 years. Uh, and that's about your age, isn't it? I'm, I'm a little well, older. I'm 44. Was your age yet yeah, one time when I first met you, probably. But <laughs> uh, no, I we've had a, a great time there. It's called Christian Communicators Worldwide, essentially a writing and uh, teaching, itinerant teaching ministry. And uh, and then we write books and so forth. And um, uh, so that's that's been going on beautifully all these years. And uh, we've benefited a lot in our understanding of how to run this thing through George Mueller, which we may mention a little later, a little bit later. I'm not sure, but he, yeah. he was a big, had a big impact on my life very early on 55 years ago when I first read about his life. Yes, sir. You know, yeah. I, I, I believe that you and I first met, um, it'll be 10 years this coming January. Um, oh, I attended, uh, that, um, that Bible intensive that we had with the brothers from, the Bible church over huh? there uh, by the, by the lake. You, you hey, remember. that's right. We were looking at that beautiful lake and yeah. we had a great, we had a great study, didn't we? I remember yeah, that. I, yeah. I really did. Yeah. And uh, so, so coming up on 10 years. So that's, yeah. uh, it's amazing what the Lord, what the Lord does. 
So let's jump into our discussion of itinerant okay. ministry because because I, I know that's a big part of what you and Steve and the other brothers with CCW you guys do a lot of traveling and speaking. So, um, what yes. is itinerant ministry? If if kind of how would we huh. um, define it? No, I. I that's a great question. I don't know if I ever looked up an official uh, definition, but uh, yeah, just it is a traveling, a moving ministry where you're called upon to or go on your own initiative to various places to uh, use your spiritual gifts. Uh, and it could be uh, could be uh, evangelists, which is dear to my heart. It's mm-hmm. not all that I do, but I have done quite a bit of that. Uh, evangelism, and then also teaching ministry, particularly, I think, it, uh, in our day, that's a, those are the two things that stand out mostly. Mm-hmm. So our, our, our ministry, Christian Communicators Worldwide, is principally about our, the, a teaching ministry. Mm-hmm. So we go and, and uh, you know, teach the Bible in churches and try to, try to edify Christians. But again, we, we, ha- we also get into evangelism at times, but we're not Principally known as evangelists, I don't think. So, so maybe for the for the purpose of our discussion today, on it, we know that there are people that are they're going and they're traveling to dig wells or to take clothing or to do medical things, yeah. and, th- and those are helpful things that people can do. But for the purpose of our discussion today, we're going to be thinking in terms of teaching or some kind of proclamation of the gospel or teaching the Bible yes. type of spoken ministry is what we're going to be talking about. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, that's right. So that's a, that's a difference and that's the more traditional way to think about it. And the rest of it are, are helpers and support. Yes. The, yes. the missionaries and so forth, which is really critical a lot of times. So the beginning is always a good place to start. So yeah. the, the scriptures, yeah. especially in the new Testament, we see examples, uh, three that come to mind are, we think of John the Baptist and, mm-hmm. and, you know, he was, he is out in the wilderness. He wasn't, he wasn't in a, you know, in, in a religious setting and he was mm-hmm. proclaiming. And then even more so we see Jesus because he's traveling around Galilee and these different villages and then traveling to Jerusalem. And then the apostle Paul making his missionary trips so, so how does the New Testament teach us about and model for us itinerant ministry? Yeah, yeah well, you've mentioned it. I, it it's just uh, incredible how much of the New Testament is built around the, the teaching and evangelism of itinerant people. When you stop and sort it all out, it's really incredible. Uh, you know, and we could add we could add uh, to that for a while, Peter at least, mm-hmm. and he seems to have settled down um, eventually. And then John, who also seemed to settle down around the Ephesus area mm-hmm. eventually and kind of worked with the circle, perhaps worked with the circle of people around him um, and Peter in Turkey someplace. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, uh, but it, it is an incredible part of our history and our background as Christians and we have depended heavily on itinerant people from our very outset. So it's interesting how some pastors don't care much about itinerant mm. people. Uh, yeah. 
but then maybe itinerary people are kind of messing up too. So we, right. we, you know, we've we might got get into that, in a that question. <laughs> so, so maybe yeah. along those lines, I've heard you talk about Paul and his uh, missionary helpers or his apostolic helpers or however yeah. we would want to word that. Could you maybe speak a little bit to that idea of kind of yeah. the network of, of, of Paul's missionary work with these different workers, mm. kind of how, the, how that, how, how, how you see that as working in the new Testament. Okay. Well, a little explanation background, I think would be helpful. Um, the, the word apostle is interesting because uh, we know there are 12 original apostles. Some people say capital A apostles sent out by Jesus and then one filled in Judas's place. And then we have Paul who also saw Jesus is included mm-hmm. in some ways as the, those critical apostles. Uh, but the word apostle is the Greek word and the Latin word of the exact translate. I mean, the exact uh, uh, a Latin definition or a Latin word rather for apostle is missionary. And you'll notice in your Bible, when you read through the Bible, you don't have the word missionary any place. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, that should get disconcerting because we carry on a lot of stuff. Uh, we do a lot of things about missionaries. So anyway, missionaries were, uh, I think, I think that's a legitimate word to use probably came from the Jesuits, but because of the Latin base, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, Paul had a third, actually, uh, Schnabel who wrote a definitive book on Paul's life and ministry. Uh, I, I love, I love that book, and I encourage people to get it and use it for reference and read it all the way through. Um, he said that Paul had 39 workers uh, listed in the Bible. Some of those were more local. Some of the women, particularly, I'm thinking of Euodia and Syntyche. Remember, they had little problems. I was actually but, just preaching on that Sunday. I'm oh, all really? the way through Philippians. So. Oh, absolutely. Well, you brought through then. So, yeah, they they were called his workers, but uh, Paul had some principal ones like Timothy and Titus. They were not, Timothy and Titus were not pastors. They were definitely under the, uh, under the, you know, direction of the Apostle Paul. And then we have some that you just see popping up here and there, you know, like just different ones that show up. And so they're going and some of them travel a little bit with Paul, some of them spend a lot of time just being directed by Paul to sort of duplicate his ministry. You know, when you think about, when you think about ministry, uh, you, when you think about help in a ministry, you think about two things. You think about people doing things that you can't do mm-hmm. or you don't have time for, or secondly, people replicating your ministry, extending your ministry by replication. Most of what the apostle Paul did, I think, I think he had probably had both help, the kinds of help, but most of what Paul was doing with these 39 was in a way replicating his work uh, to a certain extent. Like the women might not have been planting churches or teaching men, but they could evangelize women and, right. and extend the, the work that Paul was doing when he came in to evangelize, which was his first thing as a missionary, right? Right. To get right. converts and then to uh, bring them together in churches and train them. Right. And some so, of those uh, workers, yep. would you say some of those, some of those names that we would associate with Paul could have been just 
um, members of the local churches that he's working with Absolutely. that are coming alongside him, maybe even deacons in those churches. Absolutely, yes, deacons. Right, that's a good point, uh, and I, I think that's true. Some of them were temporary workers or maybe on call when he was in the area to help out in certain sins or would go with them. He, he often had a coterie of people around him, and we don't we get hints of that here and there, you know, little mm -hmm. names will be thrown in. And uh, so he was he was a guy running a pretty pretty good size operation, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and uh, he had helpers everywhere. And these workers uh, were dear to him. I mean, I, this is the way he did his work. He was a missionary enterprise, right. you know, when you think about it. And I'm not sure, we're not sure about the other apostles, how they did things. The Lord hasn't mm -hmm. given us insight into all of that. We'll wait to get that later, I guess. Yeah. And even yeah. the Lord Jesus was, you know, as we've already said, he was he was going from place to place, you know, sharing the he gospel. Was. Mm -hmm. He was. He, he definitely was. So, yeah, the... Um, yeah, because in a sense, he's the apostle from God to come to the earth, right? That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I would say apostles evangelize first. They evangelize, they congregationalize, they teach the people the basic doctrines and practices and traditions, apostolic traditions to the way the churches were run. Uh, they, they leave. <laughs> and keep in touch and then they're recruiting other other workers to help and so forth to extend their work so this is the kind of work that they did as missionaries good model for missionaries today uh you know i think an excellent model uh, mm -hmm. for for the way we should be thinking about uh, uh doing missionary work so and, and he might stay a good while you know he might he could stay three years some places mm -hmm. like ephesus he was he was training yeah. right out of the school of Tyrannus mm -hmm. for three years, but he was just, he was teaching believers there. The Bible is very clear that these were disciples already that moved with him over to the school of Tyrannus, and and he he was able to use that building to actually teach people. And all it says all of Asia Asia heard the gospel mm -hmm. because of that. So you know these people like Epaphras, I would think from Colossae. You mm -hmm. know, came, got training, went back, started churches, and you know, there was this web going on. Right. Uh, and it's that even was a longer, longer stay. You know? And sometimes it was he was providentially hindered from going anywhere. So he had a longer ministry in Rome because he was under rest. Yeah, yes. yeah. But, but he still <laughs> used it for ministry purposes. Yeah, he he never uh, he he was indefatigable, wasn't he? Wherever he was in prison, or he's all about the business. He wasn't. It's just another location, right? Right. That's <laughs> another right. way to do the work, right? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So kind of pulling it forward, um, you know, it's amazing how fast these discussions can go. So let's go ahead and jump. We're going to jump a long <laughs> way. And let's okay. jump all the way to George Mueller. And um, yes. we don't have time to recount all of George Mueller's life. Uh, you and I would both encourage anybody, if you've never read or, <laughs> or heard about George Mueller, you know, there, there are several good biographies. Um, there are you can pick up about George Mueller dealing with his uh, work with orphanages in Bristol. But I know toward the end, and you'll know this better than I do, but I know toward the end of his life, he spent, was it mm -hmm. maybe the last 20 years, really traveling yeah. around doing a lot of that type of ministry? Yes. Yeah. Hey, let me, before, before, yes. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. 
Uh, let me throw out something first before we talk about that. Uh, there's a new website by a friend who is putting up out of usually out of print books, although our books are uh, a couple of our books are done in audio. It's all audio of out of print books. And the first book I read on George Mueller, which is wonderful, George Mueller of Bristol by A.T. Pearson is one of those that it's beautiful audio. It's free. And it's, it's uh, called Scroll Reader, S-C-R-O-L-L-R-E-A-D-E-R, scrollreader.com. Mm-hmm. And it's just totally free. You can listen. And I would really encourage people, you'll like the, you'll like the audio of George Mueller of Bristol. And there's, there's plenty of other great missionary biographies and so forth on that that are going to, it's just growing every month. Mm-hmm. So you're you're going to like that James Jennings is yeah, that'll Jennings be good. putting that yeah. together. It's excellent. Yeah, so that's a way you can catch get into this life of George Mueller, fed and clothed over ten thousand orphans without asking anybody but the Lord. But he tried to be a missionary when he was a young man, and mm-hmm. one of the one of the groups he tried to work with was the London Missionary Society. He felt, however, that he ought to be directed by God, not by any man, and. Uh, you have to, you know, you know, determine whether that was the right view or wrong view. But he, he, he was, he was uh, convicted that way, and they politely refused him. In fact, he tried five different times then to be a missionary, and he was unable to do it. So, in the providence of God, this opened up. This ended up in him going to a small chapel, meeting his uh, Henry Craik, and going to Bristol to preach, and then eventually in Bristol, seeing the needs on the streets of these orphan kids and starting the orphanage. So that, so he ends up, ends up taking, two thousand, taking care of 2,000 orphans at a time just mm-hmm. by trusting the Lord. So right. no story like George Mueller, no story like that. It's just incredible. And uh, so when he turns 70, which just around the corner for you, Eddie. I'm, yeah, just a spring yeah. chicken. Yeah, that's right. So when he turns 70, when everybody's kind of hanging up their preaching boots, uh, he he finds a window where he can go and begin to travel around the world and evangelize and support the work of missions and and uh, do, in a sense, missionary uh, work, though real temporarily in most places. But he was a great help to a lot of people, and he took these trips, some of them a year in length. I think one of them was two years in length. And I think of a guy in his 80s, let's say. So he did this up until he was 87. He had married a new wife. First, first wife had died, and he had married, a, frankly, a stronger wife mm-hmm. and, she, and a younger wife, and she needed to be because she'd have to prop him up sometimes. He fainted sometimes, you know, he, and uh, so here he is as an octogenarian and he is preaching, preaching the gospel and teaching in churches in an incredible way. I think he was 81,000 miles in, in, in total. That's several times, about eight times around the globe of travel in the conveyances of the day. And that is so amazing considering that we are talking about the 1800s. We're talking about, he's not yeah. jumping on a plane, yes. you know, he's yeah. getting on a boat for weeks at a time. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he's preaching on the boat, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, right. and just, trains and 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 wagons yeah. and and all those yeah. kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the printed material, he was big on printing, using printed material. And uh, in those days, you know, people would 
pay attention to what they were handed. And um, so that was very quite valuable as well. He would he would do that every place. Right. So yeah. So we see we see the biblical examples that we've talked about, and we see that God has used this historically. So now kind of moving into our day, what are some how should we be thinking about itinerant ministry in our day? How how it ought to function today, mm-hmm. do you think? Mm-hmm. Well, uh <laughs> I'm pausing a little bit because there's so many differences between the uh the work of itinerancy in the first century and today. Today, you know, we schedule, you know, times to come and speak again and and all that kind of they they didn't really do that. They kind of showed up. Yeah, when Paul showed up, he was there. He was there and yeah. And it just wasn't quite the same. Um exactly. But uh yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's several things to think about. Um, I do believe that we need more people to be itinerant teachers, actually. I, I think there's a little bit of a gap, and it's especially true overseas. I remember years ago when I was in Romania and I was speaking, had the privilege of speaking in some of the few of the large churches as well. And, and um, he, he really emphasized to me what we need here in the churches is we our people are in desperate need of teaching the Bible. And I consider this man a good teacher mm-hmm. anyway, but he was right about his assessment there. I think we've been in something like 40 something countries. And, you know, yes, we always evangelize. I love the gospel. I just, I'm all about the gospel. I, I could talk about that a long time, but uh, what the, there, there's a crying need for people to teach and, and support the work of teaching that's going on in the churches so we even do our Bible intensives where we got English speaking people over overseas. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're trying to get people to learn how to learn how to study the scripture and, and then teaching critical truths in a way that they should want to model that in, in for the most part, the more exegetical way, you know, mm-hmm. more careful expositional way, just because, um, maybe they don't often see that, and it, it's kind of eye-opening to be around that. So I, I think there's a lot of need. And one of the reasons people don't do that, frankly, is the the nationals, um, churches in a lot of overseas places are not very supportive of their, of their teachers. Mm. So it's hard for them to have a life of teaching, you right. know, uh, be itinerating mostly. America's very generous. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a different way than the rest of the world experiences, yeah. uh, even in Europe, actually. So, so you'll find a lot of uh, dearth sometimes right. of good teaching. And, Something to think I, about when you travel. And I know personally, I've benefited from uh, the itinerant ministry that you and Steve and Marco mm. and Cole and all the brothers yeah. with with CCW yeah, right. have had because you guys have come and and shared with us, uh, you know, better methods. And when we've studied the scripture together and, and it's been, it's been a yes. great blessing. Yeah. So yeah. what are Do some I... dangers of itinerant that, that we might see both for the people traveling and doing the ministry and also maybe dangers for the congregations that would consume mm-hmm. some ministries. Okay. I'm going to get through with this and I'm thinking several more than yes, I, sir. Uh, well, we may have to have you back on again. Sometime. Yeah. Well, I would do that for sure. But, you know, one of the things uh, is that uh, 
especially in America, I think is the is the danger of is the danger of teaching or preaching for money. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really critical area. And way back in the beginning of our, uh, for instance, I've heard people say, "Oh, I have to take all these extra meetings because I just got to pay the bills." Well, that's mm-hmm. a really wrong. That's a wrong-headed way to think about what we do. So we decided, I mean, our particular approach was different. We decided in the beginning of our ministry 38 years ago that we would just preach for, preach and teach for free mm-hmm. and, you know, just look to the Lord only and never ask anybody for money. And so the Lord supported all of our work into the few millions of dollars over these years to help wow. us do everything we do and give away our books and do different things, you know, mm-hmm. like that travel. And it was a special sort of sense of God's direction, but I, I don't think that somebody is necessarily an error, you know, to ask for instance, for, for, for money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we felt the danger was, I, I've just grown up in a ministry world and uh, lived in the ministry world now, 57 years of ministry. And I've just watched all this and, uh, it's such a danger. We just, we just really felt like God was guiding us to do something that was far removed from that and can prove that also at the same time that God answers prayer. Mm-hmm. And so he is more than blessed and, and helped us in that all the time, you know, right. to all these years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I would <clears throat> say maybe another danger would be um, the tenor. You know, we often joke that the, that the visiting preacher can say the stuff the preacher that's there can't say yeah. because he's leaving. However, yeah. he also, but it can work the other way. He wants to get invited back. And if his well, yeah. concern is with getting invited back, maybe, maybe that changes yeah. something of what he teaches. Yes. Weakening your message and so mm-hmm. forth. Yes. I think that's right. But, and by the same token though, Eddie, it's a, it's a, you walk a tightrope in a way because uh, you may have convictions for instance, I have several, you know, my wife says I can't afford any more convictions. You know, we don't have <laughs> friends already. But, but uh, you know, I we've developed convictions and, and, and uh, so forth. But, you know, we want to know that we're supporting the, the church and not coming in to divide the church or, you know, to. So, for instance, I, I have some views about divorce and remarriage that are different than a lot of people. And that's a yes, we sir. understand that. We understand that. So we might come to a church and not put out that book. Uh-huh. You know, if we know they have, they teach a different thing. Right. We're, we're trying to be supportive, but we'll make sure the pastor gets a copy. And yes, sir. we want him to think about that, deal with that. Uh, so, you know, you're working with pastors. You, you want to be uh, helpful to, ex- you know, extend and, and strengthen their work. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. We might so, have to have you on the rule church podcast sometime. Some, one of mm-hmm. these days, just to talk about the the divorce and remarriage uh, uh, issue. Um, yeah. So we're running out mm-hmm. of time because uh, oh, wow. our uh, because of the meeting platform that we're that we're using. So we've got about we've got about nine minutes. So okay. I'm going to jump to I've got okay. two more question, two more things that I really want to make sure we get to. Okay. So. And I mentioned this earlier before we started, and you, and you said you didn't know if if you would have a lot of expertise in this, but I still want to ask your 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 thoughts on it. I have I have been greatly blessed 
by your graciousness in the way that you interact with people online. Uh, I've just mm-hmm. noticed that the way yeah. that 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 you you really refuse to, to be drawn yeah. into a debate, uh, you know, in a in a in the comments on a Facebook post or something like that. And I think it's it that is greatly wise and beneficial that being said how does itinerant ministry differ from say someone who's got a youtube channel or a facebook page they've they've got they've got um ministry that goes beyond their local congregation but that's not the same i I would say it's not the same as you personally going to places and being with people yeah, it's more equivalent to people in the past who would write books, for instance. Mm-hmm. So they're they're taking some, they're promulgating some truths that they have. Uh, yeah, so, but that's different than itinerancy, and I, I think that's, uh, it is a thing. It's a thing even in the, it's a thing even in the Bible and writing, Paul writing letters, for instance. So, right. so I think there is that aspect of having a broader work um and but i tell you you know with ai and other stuff that's happening we're going to find i think find ourselves appreciating more localized and Mm -hmm. depth kind of work uh in 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 the future in some ways so it's yeah it's we're probably about we're probably going to experience some real testing and sea change Mm -hmm. in a certain way uh, with what's coming up. But yeah, I felt, I have felt called in a way to both because I've, I've almost always had a church and felt like digging deep was made me a more authentic person, Mm -hmm. person that helped pastors and uh, had life experience. And then a great part of my year is spent traveling though. And and we worked that out. Uh, carefully right. and and uh so i forgot where i'm going with all this but that i said those things yeah. no no that's that's good you know i'm yeah. just thinking uh, about thinking yeah. about the those things you know even maybe somebody listening to this right now and it's not like quattro and i've got a million listeners or something but uh, right. i know myself listening to podcasts or listening to other kinds of media i can get a sense of man i really know that guy well, I don't really know him because he doesn't know no. me. Whereas when we, when we're, you're doing a Bible intensive and we're all together for two days, well, I'm yeah. not only hearing from you, you're hearing from me. And, and there are more unique and, and real genuine, authentic relationships being formed. Um, yes. In that case, that's not mediated by this other Yes, but you're 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 hitting on something very very important, and and I think uh, people ought to rejoice. Especially, I love rural churches. You know, I've always had a real affection for that, and and the uh, the th- sometimes we, you know, disparage. You know, think about just maybe the small compass of influence we have. You have no way of knowing how much of the world you're impacting mm. from the place you are no way any more that any more than that deacon who was preaching in in uh, east anglia uh knew about that young disheveled man sitting over in the corner with 18 people there on a snowy day charles spurgeon you just don't have a way of knowing 
who you're impacting. And, and um, I think the in-depth ministry is very appealing to me, actually. And sometimes I, I, kind of, I almost pine away for what, for that kind of ministry, just going very deep with people and knowing them and them knowing you and being authentic among those people. So we have to work really hard. You have to work extra hard to be authentic and be trans, uh, translucent in a way, let people mm-hmm. see in your life. You have to work very hard when you're doing a broader ministry to try mm-hmm. to do that at least. You, you can't be successful fully. So, you know? so kind of yeah. to close out, um, share with us a little bit about how the Bible intensives work and then yeah. tell everybody how they could find out more about, you know, ministry of CCW, yeah. if they wanted to, um, if they yeah. wanted to get in touch with you guys about having you come do a Bible. Intensive yes, or something like absolutely. That. Yeah. Bible intensive is one of the things that we do like this next week. I'm going to do two conferences in many, uh, above Minneapolis. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. Yes. Above Minneapolis, Minnesota area. But, you know, uh, so we do those too, but Bible intensives are really one of our great loves. And so Bible, we, we would be happy to try to do that with you. you can contact uh, info at ccwtoday.org. That's our website, ccwtoday.org. Info at ccwtoday.org will connect you and uh, my assistant, Steve, Steve and I are the main ones who are doing Bible intensives and he can really help you and we will get something going, Lord willing, that can be a blessing, hopefully a blessing to you. And um, yeah, we do quite a few of those and through the year, through these last uh, dozen years or so when we, maybe 12 or 15 years ago, when we began doing them. So um, I think we can help you with some ideas there. And also, we typically can stay over on a Sunday, maybe a mm-hmm. Sunday morning, and speak to the congregation at one of the churches involved. So they could, these could be done for groups of leaders, uh, or it could be done for all the men. Or we like to usually do all the men or all the women. We can we can do that with women as well. So we're intimate intimate together for a longer time. Yeah. And at ccwtoday.org, they can also find your print materials. Your books yes. are all free. They're all without cost. We, as long as the Lord supplies us money, we'll supply those books. Plus, they're PDFs, mm-hmm. but hard copies can be ordered and uh, distribution. You know, you if you, the only thing we ask is, when you order it, you just commit to read it. That's right. Putting it on your shelves, not anything. That's a waste of God's money, and obviously, it costs a lot to do this. That's right. So, doing right. that is really good. Or you have a strategic use for it. Right. So a lot of our books have questions in them for Bible study use and mentoring. And, and, you know, you can take people through some of these books and we try to get them in the scripture. So, you know, uh, you can look that over and see what you think. And yeah, we actually we have, we'll share it with you. Yeah, we actually uh, we used Brian's book um, in a Sunday school class uh, several months ago. Surplus. And that, yeah. And now we've got a Sunday school class working through. Steve's book um, in Released. Acts 13 and 14. Yeah. Yeah. These are, those two books are single text books that have a lot of background and good exegesis and, and get you in the scripture, don't they? That's right. Keep, That's right. Back in scripture. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Those are, those are good choices there. They'll work for your classes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Jim, it has been so great having you with us on the Rule Church podcast, and uh, we'll have to get you back on and and maybe pick out a, a more controversial subject next time. Okay. <laughs> okay, Eddie. Great to talk to you. Take care. All right. We'll see you guys next week. If you really believe the church is the building, the church is the house, the church is what God's doing. This this is His work. If we really believe what Ephesians says, we are the poemos, the masterpiece of God. How are you going to respond? <laughs>